الرحيم نحمده سبحانه وتعالى ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وحبيبه بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الله عز وجل به الغمة وجاهد في سبيل ربه حتى أتاه اليقين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله رب العالمين الله سبحانه وتعالى created us in this dunya and made the purpose of our life bringing complete deen in this life Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us complete deen like he subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us complete deen he wants from us complete deen and complete deen my brothers means equates to a sound heart a clean heart a heart that has all the qualities and sifat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in it like patience and love for the sake of Allah and yaqeen and iman tawakkul reliance on Allah and a heart that does not have the sicknesses and diseases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us from like arrogance kibr hasad envy trusting other than Allah Yaqeen on the makhluk, love of dunya. All of these diseases we have to get rid of. And all of these good qualities we have to bring in our life. And for this iman, for this yaqeen, for this conviction to come in our hearts, for our hearts to change to the positive, for our hearts to come closer to Allah and get rid of disease and sickness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a system, a nizam, a schedule, a lifestyle. This lifestyle, my brothers and my sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed exactly like the systems of your body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَفِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ Look in your own self. Look in your own bodies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created our bodies in such a way that we consume food and our body naturally without our direct involvement takes from the food what is beneficial and gets rid of what is harmful or useless. Design of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us our kidneys. These small little, you know, size of an ever or something. 
maybe smaller. These kidneys, subhanallah, the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal, amazing role in the body. Your brain doesn't control it, you don't give orders to your kidney every day. But we know the value of the kidneys from someone who has kidney failure. When someone has kidney failure, the haram, you go see them three, four times every single week. Three, four times a week, he has to go to the hospital in the morning, get hooked up to a machine, maybe, you know, two meters by one meter or something for dialysis. It does the job of the kidney. They hook him up and he cleans the blood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us look and understand and comprehend the complexity of his design to appreciate the precision of Allah's creation and Allah's system, the strength of Allah's design in something so small. Human beings with their technology and with their effort and with the you know, advancement in this and that, when we try to imitate the kidney, look at difference in size. And how long does that last for? Well, I say to you, oh, look, brother, if no kidney transplant, if we can't, shabab, boys, shh, no kidney transplant soon, most probably death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us these kidneys and they have been functioning, Allahu Akbar, for years and decades. Every day, no failure. And the reason why Allah shows us these complicated systems, like your brain, like your eye, like your kidney, like your lungs. Remember when COVID happened and every day on the TV screen, someone was trying to explain to the average being what this COVID disease does. How can something we can't see, you know, kill someone? Why can't he breathe? And someone explaining, and then another doctor explaining, and, and, and still, at the end, many of us still didn't get it. Which no, COVID dangerous, it wrecks your lungs, that's it. Very complicated systems. At the end of the day, we say, Allah, we accept Allah's miracle, we accept Allah's creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also, my brothers and my sisters, like He created this world of the seen, He created a parallel world called the world of the unseen. This world also is the design of Allah, runs by the systems of Allah. Laws and rules and regulations, complete, precision, intact, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught this ummah that path. Very, very, very simple. The only difference between this design and that design is that in your body, usually, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, Allah lifted the burden of choice. You don't have a, you know, your lungs keep working anyway. Your kidneys keep working anyway. Maybe you have an effect with your dietary lifestyle, you know, maybe you can gain weight, lose weight, eat healthy, eat unhealthy. But eventually, the system still to a certain extent, they're working. We're a system of the unseen, the laws of the unseen, they're up to the individual. That's your choice. You want deen? You want Allah's design? And what my brothers and my sisters is this design? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a heart. By fitrah, by nature, by khilqah, when you are born, your heart is like a gem. Like Allah wants it exactly when you die. This is why Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Kullu mawludin yuladu ala al-fitrah. Every baby is born with this pure nature. فأبواه يمجسانه أو يهودانه أو ينصرانه. It's his parents that make him a Jew or a Christian or a Majusi, a Zoroastrian. And this is not limited. The Prophet is giving us an example of the influence of the environment the kid is brought up in. So we are a result of what? Our environments. And there is no doubt and there is no khilaf that we live in the time of corruption and facade, my brothers and my sisters. No matter who you are, where you grew up, how pious your parents were, haram, corruption and sickness infiltrated your home. Because we live in dark times of mass corruption and mass facade. Haram hits your heart. Corruption hits your heart. Either directly from your parents, because they themselves are sick, or indirectly if your parents are trying their best to a certain extent, but you're not living in a bubble. You are still living in a wider community that has a lot of corruption and facade. This is why our hearts reach the state that they are now. These sicknesses, these amrad, this love of dunya, this rat race, the, you know, showing off, greed, hasad, envy, kibir, arrogance, all the lack of yaqeen on Allah, lack of trust in Allah, trusting the asbab and the, and the world, the seen world, very, very, very common, very, very right. And to reverse this, the system is also known. It's not unknown. Let's say, for example, someone says, Brother, my heart is sick. My heart is corrupt. I can see all the symptoms and asbab of corruption in my life. Everything is there and apparent. I can't pray two raka'at in front of my Creator with concentration. I'm distant from the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. There is no tahajjud in my life. All the signs of a sick heart are present. Can you please tell me a solution? When anyone comes and says this to me, I say, brother, the problem is not in knowing the treatment. The treatment is known. The problem is in the application of this treatment. Who, who, who in our time, my brothers and my sisters, is ready to admit himself to hospital full time? Our commitment to deen is very little. <coughs> our commitment to treatment is very much someone has cancer. The doctor says to him, look, you have to resign from your job. You have to come every day, chemotherapy, radiology, intensive care. The guy says, but how about my job? He goes, it's not job time now. You're dying. 
But I love my wife so much. We know you understand you love her. She come visit you inshallah once a week. Yeah, but I want to be with my kids. You know, we appreciate that. But keeping you alive is more important. Our hearts are also dead, my brothers and my sisters. But no one is willing to do the work, the effort, the sacrifice of heart revival. The heart gets sick. How? From the bad environment. So how do we fix the heart? By immersing this heart in the good environment. Can you please define good environment? Like this. A gathering in the house of Allah is a good environment. A salah in the masjid in jama'ah in congregation is a good environment. Jum'ah prayer, you come early, you read Surah Al-Kahf, you make salah ala Nabi Sallam, you attend the khutbah, good environment. You make i'tikaf in the masjid, good environment. You wake up for tahajjud, good environment. Oh, the treatment is known. What's the problem? The problem is, we're not doing enough. Our treatment dose is very, very limited. And guess what? As corruption increases, uh, as the times are moving forward into corruption and facade, dedication for deen and dedication for the treatment is not increasing, it's actually decreasing. This is why today, my brothers and my sisters, I want to warn myself. So no one says, oh, brother, you're putting us down. I start with myself. I want to warn myself and warn you from the destroyers of Iman. What is destroying our Iman in our time, my brothers and my sisters? Please, don't get upset from me as usual. At the end of the day, if you don't like what I have to say, it's very, very, very easy. Live and let live. There's no need to, you know. Mashaykh, Daima doesn't now. So many lectures, so many talks everywhere. You know, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. You like, you like the advice? If you don't like it, you can say, may Allah forgive him, may Allah Azza wa Jal guide him. You know, I don't like this part. No problem. And easy, we can still be friends, you know. There's no, no hard feelings, as we say. <coughs> the key, the key to increase in Iman, my brothers, the key to increase in Iman is time and effort. Time and effort. Anyone who wants to work on this heart, if you want to increase your Iman, if you want to work on any disease you have, any improvement in your relationship with Allah, the key two ingredients in whatever plan, treatment plan you will take is what? Time and effort. How much time are you going to give and how much effort are you going to put? And because we live like, a, like someone who is schizophrenic, we live the life of schizophrenia now. It's like you're bipolar. Our hearts are real, real masakin. You know, you know the, you know the guys that have two complete distinct characters. You know, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, sort of. You know, we are exactly like this now. Our hearts are so confused, so confused. It's ridiculous. 
because the heart is torn apart between deen and dunya. Each and every one of us. There's this, uh, there is this uh, pull in different directions completely. One is dunya, money, fame, name, status, clothes, watches, cars, brands, holidays. Luxury, comfort, food, drink, restaurant, party. It's on one side. And one side is Akhirah, Sunnah, Ibadah, Deen, Zuhud, decreasing dunya, no israf, eating less, drinking less, wearing less. Focus on the hereafter, don't worry about dunya. So what's happening to the heart? Our heart, our heart if, 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 you can, if you can think of your heart or look at your heart, you have to do this. You know the, you know the spastics that walk on the street? You know? He's spastic on the street. Like, what the hell do you want from me, man? One day, you put your heart in an environment of Friday khutbah where the sheikh is speaking about akhiran, hereafter, and jannan. And you know, Allahu Akbar, uh, Sahaba, and sacrifice for the sake of Allah, and Quran, and Ibadah. You know. So your heart says, all right, I'm ready. Let's, let's take that path. Next minute, you know, your heart is there. You want to you wanna punch on, you want to go kill your own friend. Because you believe they ripped you off in a business deal. You want to go kill him. I'm going to go kill this guy. Why do you want to kill him? Brother, he ripped me off. Then you say it's all Turab anyway. Brother, what Turab, brother? My rights. My haq, brother. He ripped me off, brother. Isn't it Turab? Let him give it to me. Isn't it dirt? I want him to give it to me. I still want it. Hearts are torn. Hearts are smashed in half. So, it's not really half. But, yani, as a figure of speech. Really, it's like a... 95, 5% split, but. <laughs> yani, we're going to assume some khair in us and there's a, a conflict inside us. And here's what's happening. I want you to honestly sit down with yourself and calculate genuinely, genuinely, how much time. You are dedicating for deen improvement. Sit down. You know, maybe put a board in your room, bedroom or something. Say, you know what? I heard this talk. I heard this mudakara, And I am actually going to put it to a test. I want you to actually write down on your average week. How much time. An effort is dedicated for deen. In one table. On the other side, put what? How much time and effort is dedicated to the rat race? This competition in dunya, chasing desires. You know, that we label differently because of our conscience. 
Instead of saying, I'm a greedy, hungry, nafsani, shahwani, you know, consumed by my desires person, we just say, brother, someone has to pay the bills. Because ya haram, the miskin, really, all what he's doing is, he wants to pay the bills, best, that's all. That's anything from dunya. What are, what are these bills? They all for your nafs. They all for your desires. We're funny people. Allah Azim, we're the funniest, funniest people in the world. So anyway, be honest with yourself and put these two tables beside each other. And straight away you realize what I'm saying to you. This 95% is not an exaggeration. I'm actually giving you facts. The majority of us live a 95-5% life. And this is the reason why our hearts are not improving. People are getting confused. Imagine this. Imagine someone genuinely, many, many of the brothers, many of the sisters keep asking the same question. They live this life of 95-5 and they keep asking themselves the same question. Why is my iman weak? Hello? Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> He's shocked. Not only is he living the wrong life. No, no. He's living the wrong life and he is shocked. Uh, why, why am I like that, man? Why is my heart not inclined to deen? <laughs> Clearly, years and years and years and years of time and effort for dunya and scraps for deen. What do you expect is going to happen? And it's getting worse. From the things that increase our iman is a gathering like this. A shaitan is not going to stop. Shaitan sees. Remember, there came a time, and this is not very, very far away. There came a time in Sydney, here, in our areas, where nearly every night, somewhere, some of the masajid, some of the mashayikh had a, a talk, a lecture, a reminder. A jawla, a bayan, somewhere. Now, shaitan destroyed this environment. How? How did shaitan succeed? Please follow. Shaitan understands this equation more than me and you. He knows that it's all about what? Time and effort. And clearly, he wants no iman for you. So he comes with his wiswas and his harakat and his long-term planning. And he creates the TV, social media, YouTube. If I was to ask you now, brothers and sisters, honestly, genuinely, do you believe that social media, this excessive, 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 and I repeat, excessive exposure, to constant audiovisual of everything you want in life, including Dean. Do you think social media made our community closer to Allah or further away from Allah? Is that silence confusion or is that silence agreeance or what do you what do you reckon? Distance. Huh? Distance. I think I don't think anyone can disagree 
Like you look at the Ummah, and definitely, definitely, the more talks that come on YouTube, and now, Allahu Akbar, not just the Mashaykh of Sydney, you have, you have exposure, direct exposure to what? Brother, any Sheikh, anywhere in the world, any topic you want, there are thousands of talks. From the onset, it looks like what? When, when the social media first started, everyone, including myself, everyone said what? Khair. Khair. Khair Brother, alhamdulillah, this cassette tape in my days, you know, it started with what? With tapes. Take this tape for the Sheikh. The Sheikh gives a lecture of Jum'ah and it's recorded and it goes everywhere, mashallah. CDs. And people say, brother, there's a lot of, there's a lot of khair. And there's no doubt, shaitan is not dumb. When shaitan makes a plan, he's not dumb, he's not foolish. He doesn't come to you and say, I'm shaitan, listen to me. He's, he's way, way, way more cunning than that. Any effective blow to the ummah, when you look at it, it has the appearance of deen on the forefront. He comes to you with what? With the shaykh look. He puts a ajal and a ghutra and he says to you, that's, you know, what happened, my brothers and my sisters, when all the mashayikh started coming on board and talks became live on Facebook and YouTube and WhatsApp? The first dagger in the ummah is that thousands of Muslims stopped coming to the masjid. Do you understand? Do you not understand what I'm saying? People say, oh brother, but you know, these, I'm telling you now, after years and years and years of looking at this, studying this carefully, observing carefully, thousands of people, thousands of Muslims now have no interest in the masjid. And because of the overexposure, the local sheikh, the local talk, the local dars now has no, has no effect. Why? Because brother, I am listening to Mufti so-and-so, or Maulana so-and-so, or sheikh so-and-so, the best of the best of the best in the world. Best speaker, most charismatic, very knowledgeable, you know. But where is this talk? This talk is on YouTube. This talk is on Facebook. And the local sheikh, he's a good guy, he's trying. But his talk compared to this sheikh, this guy, he can blubber on for three hours. But what happened? The Thursday night, for example, this talk has been going on since 2008, non-stop. Alhamdulillah, I mean, it has not stopped from Bukhari hours to Masjid Omar to here. From 2008 straight, I think, if I remember correctly, it didn't stop. If it stopped, maybe it stopped for a short while. Other than that, it's been going on. Seen a lot of people come and seen a lot of people go. 
I can see, I can talk about this environment that I see, I can observe, you know. I remember when people used to consider the Thursday night an event. It was, you know, for them. خلاص, Thursday night is a lockdown. That's it. Wife, kids, it's locked in. He brings the family, comes, you know, we sit down. He's yearning for the talk. He's, and when you look, some people, you know, like I look sometimes, oh, maybe, was it, were the topics, masalan, better at the time, in the past? Were the, were the speeches, masalan, stronger? Allah, you look and see, with any sheikh that's in Sydney, or anywhere in the world, I've seen the same thing in Egypt. A sheikh comes up, everyone starts attending, you know, mashallah, and then slowly, slowly what happens? The hype goes down and people move on. The truth of the matter is it absolutely has nothing to do with the Sheikh giving the talk. It has nothing to do with how eloquent his speech is and what so. People who are after Iman and treatment, my brothers and my sisters, have to look at these two ingredients. How much effort did you put and how much time you dedicate? When I come to the masjid, what am I doing, my brothers? I am taking time of my busy schedule, driving to the masjid, finding a car spot, walking to the masjid, staying at the masjid for one, one and a half hours, praying salah with the brothers. We used to, for example, after they have a meal or sit down or a barbecue or what so, mixing, mingling, meeting these Muslim brothers, encouraging each other. I used to always think, oh, I'm coming to Thursday. I'm not going to go alone. I'm going to bring with me next time two brothers, three brothers. So I'm involved in da'wah. I'm talking about Allah. I'm reminding about Allah. So what happened to your iman? Iman started increasing. Then shaitan came and said, Brother, why are you going to go all the way to masjid? When we, when we tell people now, Brother, come, there's a talk in the house of Allah. The answer is, is it live? Can I watch it on Facebook? Can I watch it on Zoom? People come to me. And I'm guilty of this. I'm not saying I'm innocent. Years and years and years, also I got influenced. People said, let's make a Facebook page for you. Brother, Allah, khair, inshallah, yeah. let the khair spread. So I had a Facebook account. Oh, let's start a YouTube channel. Let's record your talks and, and put them on, you know. And I'm not saying no khair came out of this. But I want you to understand today a qaida, a rule that the mashayikh a long time ago stamped a solid, a very, very, very important qaida. من القواعد الفقهية we call it قاعدة يعني it's a rule across our sharia wherever you look in the different parts and sections of our sharia we found this rule to be strong and intact wherever you look what is this rule this is why they call it قاعدة يعني a rule they say درء المفاسد مقدم على جلب المصالح 
Ever heard this term before? Or this sentence before? Dar ul mafasid muqaddam ala jalb al masalih. General rule of thumb in our Sharia is that blocking corruption, avoiding haram, avoiding disobedience of Allah takes precedence over bringing benefit and khair. So basically protection, protection from haram is given priority over the benefit what that you see. This rule you can apply in all our sharia, in any aspect. Whenever you're confused, try and apply this rule of thumb. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to be in an environment. In this environment, there's an element of, there's an element of khair. There's an element of good. And there's an element of sharr, corruption or evil or fasad. What should I do? What's the rule? Don't go. Don't go. Darq al-mafasid muqaddam ala jalb al-masalih. In the Quran we read it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ Allah is saying, the Creator, our Khaliq is saying, they ask you about alcohol and gambling. قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ They have what? They have, a, they have a lot of wrong in them. But they also have benefit. There is some benefit. Allah, Allah, I'm not saying, Allah is saying, وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِنَّ فَهِمَا The bottom side, the corruption in them is more than their benefit. The result was what? The result was a, a ban, a block ban. No one can say, oh, blah, blah, you know, we might make... No, 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 ban. Why? Habibi, it's mixed. The same, my brothers and my sisters, applies for... Facebook, social media, TikTok. You have no idea how much corruption these vehicles, these mediums have caused in our ummah. Shaitan is not dumb. Shaitan and his, and his armies, my brothers and my sisters, are not dumb. They did not design Facebook for Islamic propagation. Don't ever think that Zuckerberg... When you thought of Facebook, you were thinking, let's, let's, let's spread the da'wah of Islam. Or oh, they allow you to put lectures. They love it. When a sheikh jumps on Facebook to put his lectures, Zuckerberg is dancing. He's not upset. Don't think he's upset. The guy is spreading. He's even attacking Facebook. He's happy. He goes, let him come. We'll give you blue tick. The Facebook blue tick? Whatever it is. Blue tick? Facebook? Blue tick. Why? Why? Because the sheikh that jumps on Facebook, even though the sheikh himself may be very pure, he will never look at haram. He will never, if an ad comes with a, you know, with a bad scene or a bad woman or something, he will always, a'udhu billah, we'll assume the best, يعني, but you know it's not like that. But eh, we'll assume the best. And he, haram, a'udhu billah, and he turns his face and doesn't look, we're going to assume that this is the case. 
even if you are completely pure, what have you done now? You've justified this environment for millions and millions of Muslims. Now Muslims are saying, Baba, the Shaykh is on Facebook. And this is exactly what Zuckerberg wanted. This is exactly what Shaitan wanted. It's exactly the target. What they want exactly is this. In Egypt, when I was growing up, they have much deen. And there is no doubt. There is no doubt. Wallahi, anyone can argue. It is clear like the sun. Most of the Muslim countries got completely, I'm telling you now, deen got completely destroyed in these countries because of the TV. When the TV first came out, slowly, slowly, shaitan's work, slowly, 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 destruction of Islam in the country. When the TV first came out, you see, read, Allah Azim, anyone who knows how to read any reason, go back in time and see what the mashayikh and ulama when the TV first came out said. When the first movie was aired on Egyptian TV. Ya bayyay, the mashayikh of Azhar were going off. Haram, corruption, fasad, is that beware, you know? I, have, I had a book when I first, first came on Deen. Alright? But one of the mashayikh of Egypt, it's called Al-Ijl Al-Faddi. He called the TV the silver calf. You know how Bani Israel, they worship the golden calf? He called the TV the silver calf. How Egyptians now worship TV. And he smashed TV. Haram, 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 haram. And this debate was clear cut at the beginning. Everyone knew it was haram. And then slowly, 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 shaitan did his works. His normal work. One sheikh buckled, second sheikh buckled. They used to, you know, on TV, Egyptian TV, we had only three channels. When I was a kid, three channels only on the whole TV. Forget about satellite, all this generation, you know, hundreds of TVs and social. We had only what? Three channels. Channel one, channel one, channel one. Oh, and, uh, and I think Qanat Talta and Qanat Tanya by 12 o'clock is turned to Quran. Wallahi. Wallahi. This is how the TV was designed. Corruption, 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 corruption. And then they have nothing, they have no more production to show. You know, they have nothing else to show. So at night, the channel is turned into what? Quran. <laughs> and in these channels, my brothers and my sisters, 95% haram from movies to series to songs to music to ads to talk shows spreading corruption in the country whatever it is and then every Friday they used to bring a Sheikh Sha'rawi for half an hour before Jum'ah or after Jum'ah and wallahi very very common debate anyone who say brother TV is haram Brother, you're causing corruption in your family. Brother, you are destroying your iman. So, Wallahi, I bought the TV to watch Sha'rawi. <laughs> Why did I buy it? You think I bought the TV for the movies? Brother, Wallahi, I bought the TV for, you know, for Sha'rawi. 
And subhanallah, the time is passed and the TV now, the old screen, only awliya of Allah watch now. <laughs> only, awliya of Allah. If you only have, uh, you know, now, habibi, what TV? Shaitan reached your own pocket. Shaitan reached your wife's pocket. Shaitan reached your kid's pocket. You can't even control what your kids watch. They'll play, you, you see your kid, he's six years old. He's happy playing, you know, uh, Candy Crush or something. Oh, it's a game, innocent game. Let him shut up, shut up. Take the iPad, shut up. And every minute, every three minutes, what pops up? An ad. Shaitan knows exactly, Shaitan knows exactly what he's doing. And all of us, brother, <laughs> Habibi, when you see the ad, huh? when you see the ad, turn up. Baba, yeah, yeah, when I see the ad, wallah, Habibi, when you hear, when you're above his head, maybe he turns it off. When you're not above his head, curiosity kills the cat, Habibi. You yourself as an adult, you can't do Ghabd al-Basar. You want your son or your daughter to do it? What a miskin, what a fool. What a fool you've made out of yourself. The truth of the matter is, shaitan has completely invaded our environments. You like it, you don't like it, these are the facts. And all these religious things on social media and media, you know, they're only there to what? They're the 5% that, you know, that they, they, they justify you to buy the device or have access to it. Brother Wallahi, I bought Fox because, you know, they bring this, I don't know what, Sheikh or whatever. Or Brother Wallah, I bought cable only, you know. Oh, brother, wallahi, I put the TV in my house only for the cartoons for the kids. Then you and your wife at night, a little movie night, you know. <laughs> Always happens. This is why my brothers and my sisters, we say, if you want to know why your iman is dying, please, please, just open your eyes and see how you're living. What you're watching, what you're seeing, what you're doing. Your life has no deen. Even the miskin lecture, once a week, that you and your wife and kids were, you know, mashallah, consistent and trying. Shaitan now destroyed by Facebook Live. Wife, husband looks at the wife, says to her, uh, what do you reckon me and you will watch a, a talk at home? Yalla. They turn on the AC, they lie on the couch, and they cuddle, or they cuddle in bed together, you know? A few minutes talk, and then... One kiss. They cuddle in bed together. They get the popcorn out, you know, or they, they order in from Uber Eats. And then let's watch Sheikh Fulani Fulani. And then, oh my God, Wallahi, what an amazing lecture. Eh, Wallahi, Habibit Albi, eh, Wallah, you know. Is that amazing? Wallahi, it's amazing. And then what happens? As soon as the lecture finishes, Allahu Akbar. It's either better, let's watch memes or let's watch uh, reels now. Someone told me there's something called reels now. Reels. I go, what the hell is reels? He goes, ah, oh, just short clips, short. <laughs> Shaitan knows attention span now is what? Two seconds. Attention span that no one has time, you know? Some, some mashayikh, some mashayikh, when we first opened one path, same my mentality. We opened one path and we said, ah, oh, we want to, you know? And then we had a consultant come from Al Jazeera. He came from Al Jazeera. He gave us advice and, you know, and he said that in Al Jazeera, which has, just for your information, $2 billion funding per annum. 
2 billion every year Al Jazeera's funding to sustain this major intellectual influence, you know, country-wise, backed up by the country, you know. So they came and he said to us this, first comment, all your content, all your videos is too long. At some we're excited. Well, a one hour lecture by Sheikh Fulan al-Fulani, one hour of fiqh. He goes, what are you doing? Oh, it's, an, it's amazing knowledge. He goes, have you known watches that stuff? He goes, your videos have to go down to one minute. You want a message? You have to, uh, you have to squeeze it into one minute. Anything more than one minute, you've lost your crowd. This is what shaitan is working on now. There is no attention span. Khalas, you used to, your brain is wired. Take away. Everything is fast food. Fast, fast, fast. Brother, you want something fast. Well, except shahawat and desires. When it comes to shahawat and desires, but we'll have a three course meal. Brother, how come everything is fast except for you, you know, eating and drinking? Drink in one minute, eat in one minute. La. Brother, it's the experience. Let's go to eat. Let's drive one hour somewhere to have a meal. It's very normal now, husband and wife, drive all the way down to the city to go to a restaurant. You know? One hour there. Look at the effort. What does this effort and time bring in your life? Deen or dunya? Of course, dunya. And there's nothing else happening. Wallahi al-Azim, even the khutbah of Jum'ah, no matter how many times we scream on the member, Brothers! If you come after the Imam stood on the member, your Jum'ah is not, you get no ajr, no reward. The angels sit down and your name is not recorded. Do you think people care? Wallahi, every Friday we find people standing outside in the car park. During the khutbahs, he wants to uh, he doesn't want to listen to the... He, he, he wants to pray and go. And the khutbah is getting... Shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. People say, brother, ah, but the khutbah of the Prophet ﷺ was uh, three minutes ago. I agree. Because the khutbah of Jum'ah in Rasulullah's time and the Sahaba's life was a very, very small act of worship compared to the constant dose they were getting. For us now, the vast majority of the Ummah only hear the khutbah of Jum'ah once a week. That's the only deen he's getting. And still he wants it, eh? Ten minutes. And still he wants to come and sleep. This is the reality of our Iman, my brothers and my sisters. If you want Iman, if you want treatment, you have to start scheduling. No schedule, no plan, no improvement. Wallah, no, wallah if, you, if you stand on your hands, if you do whatever you're going to do, it's not going to make a difference unless your schedule changes. Unless this lifestyle that we have flips somehow, the system of Allah will always prevail. There is no change. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum spent the majority of their day and night in environments that induct Iman, increase Iman. We are spending the majority of our life, the majority of our effort, the majority of our time doing things that decrease our Iman. 
So do not be shocked when your Iman goes. And that's you. Imagine your kids. Our kids, my brothers and my sisters, are going to face horrors that you never dreamt of. What's coming, my brothers and my sisters, is not the fitna and the corruption and the facade that we faced as teenagers. What's coming is kufr. What's coming is homosexuality. Trans this, trans that. The strongest lobby in the world now. Don't worry about Jews and Christians. In my days, you say, brother, wallah, tansir. People are working to make people Christian and that. Be careful. Shaitan is laughing at Jews and Christians and Muslims now. Now it's militant atheism. Kufr. Your kid will come to you from uni one day and say, Baba, I'm not convinced. Convince me. And the father, he was also working all his life. He doesn't know how to answer these questions. He never knew YouTube. He doesn't know how to turn the internet on until now. And the kid is getting exposed to all of that. Don't be surprised when your child comes to you and says, Baba, I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Wake up. You expose your child, it's coming. There's no running away from it. Everyone says, no, no not my child, man. No way, no way. <laughs> ya Allah, I'll see you in five years. Come, you'll be, you will come with your son. Say, Sheikh, where is that Harry Potter one that you had? That, you know, hocus, pocus, locus, and my, sheikh becomes, my son becomes religious again. Where is it? <laughs> Sorry, Allah, you, you missed the train 10 years ago. Ten years ago, you lost your son. You didn't lose your son now. You lost your son ten years ago. Wallahi al-Azim. Wallahi al-Azim. Allah is my witness. I'm in the house of Allah. A few years back, a brother came to me here in Masjid al-Nur crying, tears, shaking. Shaykh, I need you right now, right now. What the hell? Brother, I have enough problems in my life. Leave me alone. No, no. I'm not crying. What's wrong? Come, 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 come. He grabbed me. Took me outside to his car. In the car, eight years old boy, eight years old, eight. You send the number? Should I draw it for you? He's eight years old. He's an addict. He's watching the haram stuff on the internet. Addict. I'm not going to say the name because we have underage. Actually, they're underage now. They know more than us, but yani, just in case, you know. Mother is religious guy, beat. Working very hard. He works. Mother works. We want the kid to be a shut up at home. What do we do? They gave him an iPad. How? How? How did you reach that? He's eight years old. Oh, he's playing his game. Ad popped up. Followed the ad. Saw something interesting. And every night, parents go to sleep. And he turns on the iPad. Eight years old. Addict. Because the father, his heart's about the pop. What do I do? I don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to say to you. Now it's very normal you find a teenager with a phone in his hand. You know what, you know what you're doing? Oh, brother, I need to call my son. The benefit of you communicating your son who needs his mommy and daddy every second of his life. Should be delayed and protect your son. Allowing your son access to the whole world at this age is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But people, we love comfort. 
wheel of fame. Your son will come to you and say, Baba, how come so-and-so has a phone? I don't have a phone. Allah, Azim, all my friends in Kindi, they all have mobile phones now. How come? Why am I the only one that has to, you know, be Sheikh son? You have, to, you have to know how to count it. You have to learn as a father and a mother how to explain this. You have to immune yourself and your family from the effects of the outside world that's invading your privacy. Protect yourself and your wife from influencers. You look at the word. The word, he's called an in, she is called an influencer. Muslim girls, Muslim hijabis are influencers now. She's not, they're not lying to you. They're not hiding like shaitan. No, no, no. They call themselves influencers. Yani, I'm going to influence your wife. That's my job. Look at me. <laughs> I want to influence your wife. I want to influence your kids. And we say, Allah, Bismillah. Get influenced. Look, watch. Don't fall prey. Even the good mashayikh with good hearts that still use these mediums thinking they're spreading khair. We don't want to talk about anyone. We don't want to belittle anyone. May Allah reward them for their intention, but they're doing a grave error. The ummah has to be warned. We have to be warned. They have to be warned. Maybe they will realize one day that when he opens a TikTok page, the sheikh is now on TikTok. He spreads the message, our brothers, sisters, uh, my new TikTok account, inshallah, please spread the khair. Spread the khair. Brother, are you living with us in this world? Brother, do you know what you've just done now? It's a dagger in the believers' hearts. Because now, thousands of young men are going to say, Brother, even Sheikh Fahad is on TikTok. All right. TikTok now is good. Your son, your cousin, your friend, your neighbor, all these teenagers will spend five minutes listening to the lecture and ten hours doing what? Doing what? Haram. And movies and songs and this very 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 powerful billion dollar industry they study the human being exactly they study your son they know your son more than you AI now is functioning in the background they're watching your son and his selection to show him what he wants to see what he likes what this what dunya what very very easy for you to lose your children lose your wife and lose yourself. Very easy. So please, my brothers, listen to my advice carefully. Inshallah, after this lecture, we're all gonna jump on our phones, inshallah, and delete our Facebook account. Who's ready? Delete. No, no, no. When I delete my Facebook account, it's a trap. Zuckerberg doesn't want you to leave. Allah doesn't want you to leave. He says, do you delete? Permanently, or do you just uh, why do you want to delete? You know what? Wallah al Azim, Wallah, you say, I don't want you. I don't have Facebook anymore. Get the hell out of my life. He says, Can you please give us your feedback? Why do you want to leave? Yeah, I I hate you. I don't want to be in this environment. No, no, no. Why? All right. We are still, even though you want to leave, we will keep your account for another 30 days or something. Maybe Shaitan will, re- will change your mind again, you know? <laughs> I have a friend of mine, you know, I had this talk with him. He goes, you know what, man, wallahi, I'm getting off, sir. He did his Facebook account. And then he went back on. Then he deleted. 
ده نوع بقان ده اللي دي نوع براذا وا براذا والله you know why you know why I reactivate reactivated براذا والله فيسبوك ماركت مان وانا هات بسوي something and you know I wanna buy something Facebook now has a market why same plan same plan just invade your life anyway delete your Facebook account delete your social media protect your family at least some hasad people are sharing their own privacy Allah Azza wa Jal satarat Allah wants to keep you private and you want to destroy your own privacy your a man the youth wants to show his wife that's a musibah on its own look everyone this is my beautiful wife we're celebrating our beautiful anniversary mashallah do you think now people on facebook are not checking your wife out yani there's around 200 people that say far his wife is hot far she's this far her that far her body's like this far he's he, he he's solid he got it mashallah there's guys that are not married what do you think they when they see your beautiful pious wife and that beautiful hijab What do you think they... Because of course she sees in the Qabi, she's not going to be on Facebook because what's the point, <laughs> you know? No Naqabi takes the picture, you're looking at your shadow. Unless she's a Naqabi with, you know, the new style. That she's a Naqabi, takes a, a close picture with her eyes done with makeup and mascara and, you know? Well, what the Qabi is this? That's a, a part of the facade in the Ummah, you know? Please, my brothers, stay away from this facade. Protect your family, protect your wife. Protect your kids. If you can, this is my extreme advice. Are you ready? I'm an extremist. No Wi-Fi. Live without internet, man. Be Amish. You know Amish people? Wallah, they're better than us. Wallah, they're better than us. This Wi-Fi destroyed us. You know? Ah, oh, Shaykh, my work. Brother, I have a computer at home. Whatever. For your work. But don't have this complete access. And if you do, at least put there some measures, some control, some, you know, for yourself and for your kids. If you don't, Wallah al-Azim, corruption is hitting your own home. Shaitan is hitting you hard. And you're not feeling it, you're not fighting back. Your iman is being drained every day. And I'm not saying this because I'm better than anyone. Please, Allah, the Shaykh, please. I'm screaming from my heart, even for myself. Someone says, oh, brothers, wallahi. We need to make solid steps to protect ourselves, protect our families from the tsunami. It's a tsunami around you. If you do not protect yourself, protect your deen and change that schedule of yours. Stop that constant exposure to haram and fasad and dunya everywhere you go. I'm telling you, the only direction your iman is going is where? Down. There came a time when naqab was on the rise. More women were putting on naqab. Now, it's the opposite. There's a wave of ladies taking off their naqab. Now men, mashallah, there came a time where everyone had a beard. Now men are shaving their beards, taking off the abaya, wearing the back. We're back again to the army pants and this and that, and you know. Please, please try to go back to basics. Salah in the masjid, lecture in the masjid, talk in the masjid, attach yourself to the masjid, go in the path of Allah, spend more time in iman environments, stay away from the environments of fasad or else your iman will only go.
further and further and further down, even if you can save yourselves, you will at least you lose your kids. All of us ready, inshallah, please, my brothers, protect yourself.